agree, Ted, my friend. These students are most excellent. Wild stallions! Good morning, students. Welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is... And now for something completely different. Hi, welcome to Neekology 101. Today we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Wow. And if you notice, who are you, by the way? I am Ron. And I'm Autumn. And this is Gary, and I'm getting weaker and switching from roles today. It happens. I'm actually being the engineer. I want to take over. Ron's got a special episode for us. We're talking about music today. Go Ga- for it, man. Yeah, Gary has been was asking me if, if we could have a... Well, the boys aren't here today, so we decided to do this podcast um, talking about um, the soundtracks and the songs that are applied in the movie of Guardians of the Galaxy awesome. 2 and why they used him and who these people were that recorded him. Yeah. So the first one is the opening scene. The song Brandy is playing as uh, Ego and Meredith Quill are driving. And they're singing the song as they show how their relationship blossoms. What year was that, by the way? Uh, 1972, the song came out. And the movie was it supposed to be like the... Um, yeah, the, the song came out in 1972 right. uh, on the debut album Looking Glass. Uh-huh. Uh, it peaked at number one on Billboard Top 100 and Cashbox Top 100. But it was a one-hit wonder. Wow. They didn't do a whole lot after that. But um, the this, this scene um, shows a relationship. It also sh- uh, makes us aware that she knew Ego was of alien origin. Right, yes. Um, the, res- the song represents a man that has no roots to anything. He, he uh, leaves his mark as he travels with no promises but the moment at hand. Wow. So we get that whole picture at the beginning, and the movie hasn't really started yet. It's right. just kind of like going back. So, um, anything you want to Flashback, say huh? about uh, the song? Did all you... I can say is I really like this song. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fun one. I, I blast it in the car sometimes. Uh, hey, what did what did Ego <laughs> say about this song when he's talking to Star-Lord? He said this was what? Star-Lord. Star-Lord. To his son, Peter. Didn't he say this is probably the best? Oh, best yeah. song ever. It's a one-hit wonder. Little did he know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I remember back in the early 70s, uh, Going to Menifee Elementary School, listening to that song on the sound. Oh, oh wow. On, on the school bus. Yes, along I Along with a lot of we these other lot. songs. You know what's funny? And that's funny you mentioned that because I too. do a lot of songs. Menifee Elementary <laughs> songs. <laughs> you were a twinkle in someone's eye. Yeah, I remember that. Lot, oh, yeah, a lot of songs that were. Almost this whole thing is like, these what? are songs that played when we, we were, were kids. kids. Elementary. Wow. You Flashback. Yeah. That's awesome. So here we are, and as the movie rolls on, it's 34 years later. We see the wow. Guardians preparing for battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oh, song "Mr. Blue Sky" starts oh. as they f- as they fight an alien monster, and Grit dances to the song. What do you think about that one? Awesome, uh, it's a perfect dancing song. Okay. I can say that. Well, well, the song is Mr. Blue Sky from ELO. Um, although it charted well in 1977, it was on their seventh album, All of the Blue. Um, it, it charted well, but they had so many hits, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you I know, love that group. And, and the thing about it is, the two guys that actually got it together 
um, Jeff Lynn and Roy Wood. Jeff Lynn is responsible for producing George Harrison's last two albums. Oh, wow. He did the anthologies. Ooh, uh, Jeff ooh. Lynn was responsible traveling yeah. Wilburys with George Harrison. Oh, my he gosh. was in that. And Jeff Lynn can play anything. A lot of the the backups you hear. Wow. Free as Renaissance a bird. Renaissance man. You know all the free as a bird and real love and all that. I love Jeff it. Lynn got all that together. Wow. And he's playing on it. He's singing on it. Uh, George Harrison's uh, last couple albums. Cloud Nine. Jeff Lynn's oh, voice is all over it. Wow. His plane's all over it. Wow. And what do you him, call someone like that that's in there? Renaissance man. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Much, and yeah. Um, Brainwashed by Harrison was done basically by Danny Harrison and Jeff Lynn. Wow. They brought all this stuff back, took the notes that Harrison had, and put everything together. That's amazing. So this guy is unbelievable. He sounds exactly the same. And now he tours with ELO, Jeff Lynn's ELO. And it's, it's incredible. It's like the some of the musicians the flute lady was going i love it everything's note for note he does everything he's a perfectionist wow and when you go to a concert you're hearing it exactly the same wow. way you know and right person doing the right job and and i watched that on um on tv the jeff lynn i'm like holy wow. cow this these is are people like unsung the people and he's very unsung and he's very humble oh, he's such a humble guy that's good Okay, so... Oh, are we still talking about that? The song for Earth Groot? No, well, well, the thing about it is... Um, let's see, the... Um, okay, so they ha- had other hits, uh, like Strange Magic, Don't Bring Me Down, Living Thing, Telephone wow. Line. Now, Telephone Line, that was John's favorite song, John Lennon. Oh, wow. Okay, he, he said they were the new Beatles. John called them the new Beatles. Wow, they're no, They're known for their Beatles songs. The song Mr. Blue Sky represents the happiness in all of us, but it sometimes lock away. We keep a positive attitude when negative issues are ensuing, and Mr. Blue Skies comes out. So why know? is that perfect Groot, Autumn? Wait well, here. because he's uh, dancing, and um, I don't know. And it's funny what, during that yeah. big fight. Scene. Didn't they have that conversation at some point? That what did what did uh, um, what did Drax say about? There's two kinds of people in the universe: those that. Dance and those that don't. That's uh-huh. <laughs> so what's funny. And he, he's not a big fan of that, is he? So, well, what is dancing representing? His carefree nature with things going around, and yeah. <laughs> and you see that. You know, it's really awesome. You see the family because he's like dancing around, and then uh, Gamora's going, "Groot, hi." <laughs> you know, it's uh-huh, like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's in. It's that that scene right there to me is so awesome because it's like it's one of the best incorporations of music in the movie, not just music played behind the scene, mm-hmm. but actually affected the scene. And it really was very as well done. Well, the bond between them will come in some other songs here later. I have oh, yes. that down. So. Yes, dance, group dance. So um, we go on to, as the Guardians sit in the ship after dealing with uh, the monster, they're talking, mm-hmm. you know, to the Sovereign. And as they prepare to take off, they're sitting in a ship, you know, getting ready to collect their bounty. Right. And the song Lakeshore Drive plays. Oh, I love that song. You know, Groot's on the thing, Mary, everybody's kind of looking around. Mm -hmm. You know, the song represents some reflection of the past. The Guardians take some time to relax in their own thoughts, and we see Groot laying up against the window as the the ship takes off. Now, that song was 1971 from the album Lakeshore Drive um, by Aliota Hayes and Jeremiah. It's a bassist, 
Mitch Alio, the guitarist, Skip Hayes, and drummer John Jeremiah from Chicago, Illinois. That's our only hit. The rumor was it because the initials were LSD, Lakeshore Drive, uh-huh. that it was a drug reference, uh, right. reference. But it's actually a song that's a tribute to Lakefront Highway in Chicago. What's that? And it's there. It's a highway they were familiar with. It was their reflection, you know, where they grew up in that area. Um, and so that was a tribute. That song was a tribute to that 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 highway. Reflection of I like that. There's because you know when you do drive, you do reflect on life and things going on. And, I think in a busy society, we need that more. We're so busy, we don't take time to oh, sit yeah, and definitely. reflect. That's good. And that's what they're doing. They're, if you say, we see them sitting, doing kind of just nothing, nothing, just sitting around, relaxing, and the person was a perfect song, you know, yeah. and Groot was just doing his thing. Oh, we need um, that more, more Groot. Right. And so um, as, as the crew meets Ego, okay, um, I know skipping around, but I'm going in order of how the song is. Do you have anything to say about the Lakeshore Drive song or anything? Did that, cha- did that change your opinion on it a little bit? My opinion? Well, I mean, did you think it was about LSD? <laughs> well, there was a point, like when I first listened to it, I thought it was, but then I well, I learned that it wasn't. Right. If you if you kind of drum it up, that they have it as LSD for nickname. Yeah. So they literally a, oh. say they say LSD yeah. in the song. So I was like, tripping oh. on. Yeah, no, it did say about, tripping on LSD. Yeah, it's not about that. If they were on LSD at the time, it wasn't about that. Do yeah. you think? Um, what's funny is, do you think during that time period that? Um, it was kind of cool to throw references in there, so maybe they were like, you know. Well, the Beatles. After a while, the Beatles were like, "Well, what could we do? Glass onion." What can we they get were, away with? They were they were playing along with it. Yeah, they, they played into all that, and they were probably doing with parents like, "Guess what? Huh? Guess what I said?" Yeah, all, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, we 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 go a little bit ahead, and um, as the crew meets ego. You know, we're going as far as where the where where the music is initiated. So, oh, yeah. you know, we're mm-hmm. skipping around yep. in order. Um, as the crew meets ego and plans to separate, they're going to go their own ways. Oh yeah. Um, Rocket, Groot, and Nebula stay behind to repair the ship. The song "Chains Play." Okay, as Groot is sad that Gamora is leaving, she says it's only for a couple days. This shows the strong bond they have with each other. Um, even though Groot, even though Groot is um, the only one to express that, they all feel this way. Sure. Um, the song is from Fleetwood Mac, uh, critically acclaimed song. Even though it hit number thirty, okay, oh. it was a critically acclaimed song. It's on their tenth album, but it was the second album with Stevie Nicks. And Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, so you know, were they not always with the group? No, no, because they had uh, a couple of guys left, and so um, uh, Mick Fleet was sitting in Sound City, where a lot of stuff was recorded, and he heard this demo of Stevie and wow. Lindsey. They were working on their first uh, album, Buckingham Nicks, which is great. I need to burn you that. Wow. Um, and uh, and he goes, "Who's that guitarist?" I love that guitarist. He goes, oh, yeah, he's the guy. He's in there cleaning the studio, <laughs> right? They clean the – Lindsay cleaned the, the – Well, Lin, Lindsay cleaned the house of the guy that owns the studio. Got and he the guy, too. Because they were working to yeah. – uh, yeah. Um, and so um, and so he goes, well, if you take Lindsay, you got to take Stevie. Ah, uh, combo. So that's how oh. it started. Interesting. Um, they were already established group. Um <laughs> Um, let's see. Yeah, it's uh, Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham, Christy McVie, John McVie. They were married at the time. Fleetwood Mac, or Mick Fleetwood. Okay, many hits like Landslide, Go Your Own Way, Don't Stop, Gypsy. 
Um, it's about an unbreakable bond and all the trouble and triumph that comes along with relationships. So, you know, say about that the you, chain. The chain. Don't let it be broken. They talked about that too, right? Yeah, that's... And what's great about this you're talking about is how these songs were perfectly done for the movie and they fit the character. So, oh, yeah, yeah, they... Totally. Family, they did separate, but are they going to break, right? Hopefully not. Yeah. Anything? It's a you great said, album. You said you love that. You love Fleetwood Mac. You can get oh, rumors. I love Rhiannon. Oh, See, but back in what, um, when did they, 69, they did, I think it was 69, I don't know, someone's going to correct me if they do, um, they did Fleetwood Mac, and then when they got Stevie and Nicks, they did Fleetwood Mac, it's like they started a whole new group. Mm-hmm. Ah, gotcha. So there's two different Fleetwood, just main, just call Fleetwood Mac. I got it. Okay, so. And they all, didn't they all eventually, when they, well, has Fleetwood Mac broke, it's broken up since then. Not really, I mean, right they now. they independent Well, because Melinda, really. uh, uh. She does hearing aids. Melinda's our sister. She okay, works gotcha. at a hearing aid shop. There's your. There's a little up. Uh, uh, yeah, um, Lindsay Buckingham's father-in-law actually. Melinda does his hearing aids. Wow. Oh. Um, she said that uh, that he was upset because they kicked Lindsay out. Lindsay can be very controlling. Uh, we don't know what the whole fight was, but they brought in Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and 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 Neil Finn from Crowded House, one of my favorite singers, mm. um, to. You know, to do whatever they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to do it because Mike Campbell's is a very swampy guitar player, a great swampy guitar player. And this is pretty recent. And, yeah, and Lindsey Buckingham's a very bluesy kind of totally different, totally different. So it's going to be interesting. Um, kind of wanted to boycott it, but when Neil Finn came in, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I will go see him. <laughs> uh, also, Neil Finn's voice. If you guys know The Hobbit. When when they did the soundtrack and you hear another guy's voice in there, very Irishy kind, not Irish, oh. but a very um, uh, uh, just he's he sings a lot of those oh, uh, songs cool. in the Hobbit soundtrack when they redoed it, rebooted him, uh-huh. and when he was out there, you doing, can use "dude it." That's okay. yeah. So did it, did he? So uh, <laughs> and when they did publicity songs yeah. out on out live, like the he was the one singing uh, uh, the Misty Mountains and things like that. Wow. Hey, just a little side commercial, quick. Uh, it's been really good. Ron's been really You have a lot. This is your, where I, you're... I know too much at the No, this off. is your musical nerdiness. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> also, also Neil Finn was in a band with his brother Tim Finn called Split Ends. That's a name, say three yeah, times fast. Yeah, Split Ends. So, no, uh, Tim Finn. <laughs> and they did, and their solo albums, I love their, I love all their stuff. They're That's just, awesome. they're, it's just great. They're, they're huge writers in Australia. Wow. You know, we have, Le, Le, Britain has Lennon and Cartney. Uh, Australia has the Finn brothers. Oh, nice. Okay, and now Neil is touring with his son, and it's a father and son thing going on. But anyways, okay, that's where I need to stick to my notes because I too tend to. <laughs> we'll I can back in. I, I can roundabout everything, and like you Ten guys are like hours later. <laughs> I really did not need to know the cousin's name of the drummer who plugged in the amps for the monitors or whatever it is, <laughs> and how he was feeling that day. Right. Play um, by play. I so could, I could. That contract. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so okay. <laughs> so we see the Reavers walking through the forest at this time at night, preparing to ambush the ones left behind the ship. Mm. Okay. And Rock- one guy has a spider snack. <laughs> right. Rocket has already placed traps as they watch from up. As he watches from up above the trees, as the traps are set, the song "Southern Night" plays. Southern nights Have you ever felt a southern night? Free as a breeze Not to mention the trees 
Awesome, you love that song. Okay. Who is it? Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Okay. The song is used to represent things going south, and it's at night. <laughs> okay. So the album uh, by Glenn Campbell, 1975. It's it's by the same name, Southern Nights. It mm. reached number three on uh, on on the charts. Um, Southern Night by Glenn Campbell. He's from Bills uh, Billstown, Arkansas. Yeah. Many hits in the 70s, like Wichita Lineman, Gently on My Mind, Rhinestone Cowboy. Wow. And uh, he had his own show, the Glen Campbell Good Time Hour, where he was a beach boy for a year, re- replacing Bly- <laughs> Brian Wilson. What? Because what was Brian Wilson was. was uh, Brian Wilson, Wilson had a breakdown. He didn't want to tour anymore. He just Got wanted it. to do studio work. Yeah. Um, he was an original member of the Wrecking Crew, and we all know that the Wrecking Crew did the whole Pet Sound album. Now I know. They also did Sunny and Cher, um, things like um, you know uh, a lot of albums in the wow. '60s and '70s. Wow. Was all the Wrecking Crew music? The band just they just go off and play live, but in the studio because you, studio Wrecking Crew, boom, 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 you get it done. Right. Okay. A lot, a lot of these guys weren't as you know. So that's what happened. Autumn, real quick, uh, do you remember that? Remember recently watching Netflix uh, the thing about Lynn Glenn Campbell. Do you I do remember that. Could yes. you tell real quick, Frank? Could you tell him just what they talked about his life a little bit? What, what you don't remember? Not really. About him getting older and Alzheimer's, and it was really well, good. They gave yeah. a lot of Glenn Campbell. I'm actually there. reading his autobiography. Yeah, that episode was. You don't want to share? Okay. Well, and the thing of music was what kept his kept him sharp, even though he's battling with Alzheimer's. And uh, he was still he would remember all the songs. And um, toward the end, he was you know it was gone, but. That was amazing what music can do to the brain. And we will be doing an episode on the brain coming up. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to get some, appreciate him more, right? Oh, exactly, yeah. I'm actually, um, there is an out, by the way, when... Is this um, on track or off track? No, okay. this is on track. <laughs> um, when the Be- when he told the Beach Boys that he's going to be going on solo, they laughed at him. Wow. wow. Okay, so also there's a album... Um, of Glenn Calvin, he did in his later lives. I'm trying to find it. I think it's called. Can't remember, but he does. Um, one of his kids. It's called Meet. It's called Meet Glenn Campbell, um, and it was in 2008. Oh. And he does songs like Times Like These by Foo Fighters. Um, that might have been the album and, he did with his kids. And and Good Riddance from Green Day, Grow wow. Old with Me, which is a John <gasps> Lennon song. song. Um, but if you listen to I was listening when I first heard it. There's a song called "Sing, Sing, Sing, oh. Sing." That one, um, and then he does "Walls." Um, but the times like these, the Foo Fighter, it really shows you his his voice and oh, how he was voice. still there, just unbelievable. Because yeah, that's probably toward the because he passed in. What did he pass? I, you know, I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't get that that's information okay. pretty down. Recent. Pretty recent, yeah. Not no, but that's that's awesome. That that's that's uh, and people kept commenting, "What a great." Um, his memory, you know, the things he's able to do, um, and his voice, he still had it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, he, he's great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know what? And if I can say what I like about this whole concept of bringing older music back is some of these younger kids, like Autumn, has been um, really sure appreciate some of these musicians that we we loved. Maybe we take for granted a little bit, you know? Right. And if you people out there hear this and you like this type of format, let me know. Yeah, um, I'm just doing this because Gary asked me. Well, we are encouraging we are encouraging uh, to you know start a because uh, Ron loves his music. I would love to see him do a podcast, and we would be our brother or sister podcast wherever you go at it. So it'd be cool, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, great. Okay, 
I'll try to keep on track. Um, <laughs> I got you. As we see the uh, rest of the crew going, um, you know, we see the planet. Uh, My Sweet Lord starts playing. Ego yes. planet. This is song our fits so yeah. Well. This is our introduction. Um, My sweet Lord, uh, we don't really need to say so much. It's it's about God. George Harrison's a very spiritual man, even though he was he's more into the Hindu, the Hindu type stuff, of stuff. Yeah. He didn't really. They call him a closet Christian. Mm-hmm. He takes the more of the the Lord stuff. Um, but the album is uh, 1970 from All Things Must Pass, which was a triple oh, album yeah. because he had so much backlog. Wow. Yeah. The Beatles What's wouldn't a use album? How many it songs? Was very, a lo- three very albums. Yeah, he had, he had so much music. I mean, they did not guilty what the Beatles did it. They never they have it. It's on the demo, but he put it on this album because they just got you know they just <laughs> George. They had All Things Must Pass too, huh? That, that was they, on the end. They did. They did do that one. All Things Must Pass. Yes, that one was are they also still, recorded. Are they still bringing up? There's still Beatles, Beatles music that hasn't been played. This coming yeah, out, right? yeah, because when they were on the White Album, there was other songs that. Oh, yeah, and they're remastering that, so I'm excited. Yeah. For oh that. yeah, There's and some some of those songs will be. They say the new White Album. That's going to be coming out because I, you know, I listen new, new improved. Okay, yeah. it's going to have all the extras that you would get on bootlegs. So whatever bootlegs you have are going to be no good because these are all going to be oh, remastered wow. and they're going to be sound great. I'm excited. Now I've heard Helter Skelter and it's like, holy cow! I can totally hear every little. I didn't know the bass run did this or did that. Wow! I didn't know that you can hear the drums better. Everything. You know? I didn't know his cousin's first brother was on this one. Yeah, I can hear him over there blowing his nose. <laughs> right? you know? And the man's like, "Good, we go to." We Go to milk for you. Yeah, yeah but the, um, the album had the uh, run of the mill, uh, Isn't It a Pity, What is Life, um, We Wear a Darkness, and All Things Must Pass. So, great album, one of my favorites. Um, I actually, you know, recommend people Very getting... expensive, though. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? You can probably just get the digital. Yeah. Uh, digital. Right, that'll be your birthday, Spotify. Christmas. <laughs> well, see, the thing about getting okay. vinyl. Yeah, day. so that, that's, a, that's a good one. It comes in a box. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's very nice. Yeah, <laughs> oh my so gosh. it yeah. opens up like a big old Bible. Where, so the, the great <laughs> albums the, in here, <laughs> the great George Harrison. Wow, and you know what's funny? Ready for that eventuality. You don't. You know what's funny? Being third place is not too bad in the Beatles. No, I remember Autumn was playing some, um, and I don't think I've ever sit and watch any uh, Beatles music videos. There's that one with uh, <laughs> with um, with um, oh, Ringo riding the bike. Fine. I feel fine where they're like with all oh, the yeah. exercise oh, yeah. equipment. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> Ringo's just <laughs> Ringo's keeping beat by my on his bike is so funny. But you know what? It's uh, it's uh, yeah. We had to give him a job, but um, so you know, I wonder why they smoked stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But um, but it was funny though. You think about George Harrison. He's sort of like the quiet guy that kind of like made his everyone made he's their a impact. Very underrated. But Beatle, but he I was think. but but, but yes. think about it. He was actually very funny because. He, uh, yes. What's the guy from Monty Python? Those he oh, that Life of Brian he made he, he funded all that with, hand, with oh, it's called right. it's called handmade films and he funded the money and got them to do their movies. Oh, yeah. He's Eric, like is Eric Idle Eric, work with Eric Idle as his buddy, yeah. Oh, and so um, that's right. Yeah, he got in there and I think Clapton laugh. Clapton helped him. Helped he had him a really too. good sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> so he was really humor, funny. Yeah, yeah. That's a smart guy. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, handmade films. He did the all all the. 
you know, uh, Yellowbeard and uh, um, Monty Python. You haven't seen yeah. those yet, how you? Monty Python's done a lot of crazy movies. Oh, the other one they did was uh, we're gonna get off track too, but um, all the Holy Grail, all the money was funded through. Yeah, yeah all but they, did, they probably did. Um, Time Bandits too. Yeah, yeah, right? time, totally Time Bandits. Yes. Yeah. We'll definitely. Yeah, I think actually think there's a George Harrison song in there. Maybe that's a ding. Okay, remember that. For, we'll do an episode later on uh, Monty Python. We have to do. Well, remember the Ruddles with Eric Idle, right? That sounds. The, the, they they actually John and uh, George thought that was just hilarious. So George went in there and he was the, actually the news reporter for the when they're interviewing um, their. Here's Ruddles. some funny observation. I hope this is not off track, but I was watching a lot of videos with John. It John John Lennon he does have a dry sense of humor. He had a very he was a he was up here thinking right eclectic kind of whatever. Yeah, but he also had a very interesting it was a very interesting sense of humor and he really Different. let it. Yeah, but on stage he always has a very serious face. It looks like you never see him really smile a lot. Maybe well, he changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the early years, he was very he was still very much like a teenage boy to me uh, to be honest with you i think he might have altered his brain a little bit too much yeah. i mean what did what did paul said the reason why he was Changed he was the last one to take lsd is because he was afraid of never coming fully back mm-hmm. but he's talking about talking about peer pressure the beatles <laughs> you know oh who's the last one to take it paul paul okay yeah. gotcha. and he was the one that came out and said he's so watching them. I, I think a lot of that had altered his perception of things mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And yeah. and if you notice, they say if you take 50 hits of acid in your lifetime, you actually become clinically insane. So we have actually had... I'm glad I'm people, not counting. Oh, I don't no, take I, it. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah no. Yeah. yeah, so... You look at John, like, when the Beatles first started, he he looked completely different than when it ended. He, yeah. like, you can't even tell that's the same person well, well, pretty even, much. Even Cynthia said, because I read her book called John, if you ever get a chance to read that, I should send you that on... I'll send you that on audiobook. Okay. I'll send you that on the file. It's so good. It, it, it tells him about John and how great he was as a dad. And then all of a sudden he started taking these LSD and he's yeah. different. Yeah. He goes, I didn't even know who he was anymore. He didn't look like the same John. Yeah. That's a cautionary tale. It, it's sad because he he, he was he loved his son, Julian. All of a sudden now it's like, what happened? Did things yeah. get better before he died? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, they were able to. But the thing that Julian said was like, I just never, he just never knew him. But yeah. yeah, they were able to. Paul was able to clear uh, the, they were friends at the time. Uh, George, George was actually suing John for something um, at the time he died. So there was some bitterness there. But he's like, look, you know, you know. I think John made his peace with God, too. There's a lot of things yeah. that got cleared up before oh, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, and then when George died, uh, they said that the whole room lit up. Lit up. Everything lit up in that room. It was wow. amazing. Everybody was like, because, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was just a very sweet guy. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we'll move on because I could go on for another hour on just George because <laughs> okay. he's that's another okay. episode. Okay, now now we're at the situation where you know things happen. They uh, the crew gets captured. Um, Yandu, Yandu, as Yandu, Groot, Rocket, um, and oh. Craiglin. He's he was the one of the, the guy they needs to get. You know, yeah. one yeah. of his other uh, guys. Captain. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all his crew. Most of his crew is shot out the window. Uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, as they escape from Laserface, Taserface, right. Laserface, Taserface, Taserface. Okay, <laughs> Taserface. Did you go to the morning and actually call yourself? Oh, you want to be a great name, Taserface? So Yondo gets his arrow back oh, and yeah. his fin. Now we remember how that happens. You know, Groot wasn't getting it right. We won't mention the toe. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the toe. The toe. <laughs> Don't you? Because when he's Groot is bringing back all the items that he brought a toe, and he go, do you have any 
uh, toes in the refrigerator. He goes, we're not going to talk about this. Oh, he had a severed toe. Oh, that's right. Toe. That's good you remember that. How did he do that? Yeah. Oh, he spoke okay. last night. Yeah. Um, as, the, as the arrow starts to take the crew out in slow motion, the song comes in a little bit closer. I love that. Okay. <laughs> it plays. Okay, so that represents the connection he has with his arrow, and we see the full power of what he and his arrow are capable of. We haven't of. seen it yet. We have in this, right. yeah. So we can see it go, go through all this stuff. Yeah. So um, that song is 1964 by the same name. Wow. It's on the album by the same name. Um, it's, it was actually uh, written by, um, let's see, uh, Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, which was actually, they wrote a lot of the songs for the Monkees. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was their first top ten hit. Fun. Um, it was, uh, the, the name of the group, I think, was uh, the, all, the Americans... Something in the Americans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought oh, I, I, I thought I wrote it down. Autumn got J and J. J and the Americans. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love this. It's great. So yeah, uh, that was uh, was a great song. So uh, it was a great scene. I, yeah. No, it's, no um, you know what's funny about that is he he lost his confidence. He got it back. Yeah. And uh, what was there something about that that's really funny? Um, and maybe that's what come a little bit closer was his his confidence and everything com- everything coming back. Right? Well, and there's you know? a lot there's a lot of dynamics with him, he and Rocket, and you know he was a for the most part we thought he's a jerk, and the whole impression of him changes because the relationship with he and um, he and uh, uh, Peter are changing. You real uh, that what a well I know we're getting there, but it's like you get to really see his he drops the whole thing of him being an you know, jerk, mm-hmm. and you really get to start seeing him as a person. And, uh, yeah, that's a fun – yeah, even though everyone got – they took it. <laughs> but um, – oh, and what did he say? I don't remember this. He goes, when I when I do my arrow, do you think I do it from my head? You know, where he says he, he shoots from his what? His heart. His heart. So that's kind of cool. His wow, heart. that's really cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, so so now they get they, – they escape, but um, – so my ne- next one is as we see Gamora and Star Lord slow dancing on the balcony on Ego's planet. Yes, the song "Bring It Home to Me." If you ever change your mind about leaving, leaving me behind, oh, bring it to me. Bring your sweet love. It's, it's home. It's about home. Yeah, which is a and, which is a big theme in this movie, too. right? And so Gamora was was trying to convince Starlord that she suspects something afoot about Ego's plan, the planet. Yeah, Starlord argues with her that he has found home. Right. And in a lot of ways, it's like she's home. They're yes. home. Right. And so, um, family. Yeah. So it's great. But the the song is uh, 1962. Um, it's uh, reached number 13. Um, it was on the Best of Sam Cooke because it was actually a 7-inch single 45. Wow. So it showed up on the Best of Sam Cooke. Um, Bring It Home to Me by Sam Cooke. Um, he's from Clarksville, Mississippi. Um, he also sung the songs You Send Me, Twistin' the Night Away, and Wonderful World It Would Be. Oh, that's great. And did, well, you know, and Peter did say, he goes, this is probably one of the best. But did he, did, what did he say about this? Probably one of the best. I love you know. Sam Cooke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a wonderful world it Wow, that's yeah. good. So that that's a Heart good scene. Songs. So now um as we 
hear Brandy playing again ah, because Ego and Starlord are talking. We hear the song Brandy again. Uh, he explains the genesis of his mom's relationship to Star uh, Starlord. Um, he explains the singer and his life is in the sea ah. as regards to himself. So um, that gets explained a little bit there. The song goes. Yeah. So we'll, we move on from that. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, uh, and, and as we, uh, the next song that is in place. Oh, can is, I say something other? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. One of the things that we were watching last night was he was saying um, that, uh, you know, Peter, you and I are a lot alike and that we don't have connections and we are bigger than people. Kind of the ego. Obviously, that's why yeah, his name, right? Yeah. And he lives his name out. And that's part of his struggles. He's, he wants to connect with his dad. But he also knows that there's there's the the connections of his family, so he's it's a good dilemma that he's into. Definitely, yes. Yeah. This is a very this is like to me this movie is a perfect movie. I mean, from beginning yeah. to end, it had one of the best I would say the best endings ever. Oh yeah, um, and the music just yeah. Flew. It had you had to have music because that Star Lord's. Yeah. What would you call that music for him? Is what. His thing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's something that him and his mom shared, just like me and my brother. Are Bob you going to talk shared. about the what he does to the Walkman? You're going to get to that part too. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Because yeah. that's there's there's something there. That's yeah. can, that's home. Yeah. Music is home. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> as okay. Yes. So now we we have them trying getting ready to fight ego. So as the sovereign fly into attack <laughs> the guardians on ego's planet. The song Wham Bam Shang Lang plays. The song actually talks Bob about Cracklin's eating his yeah. yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what was eating? The song talks. Out. The song talks about love prevailing. So not sure how it fits. Sovereign attacks. Other than it's a good guardian song, or it's a, it's a I, good song to conquer things with, yeah. I guess. What do you want? I feel like a lot of the music they put in here is kind of just ironic because it's these like intense fight scenes, or people are dying, all yeah. this stuff is happening, and yeah. it's like this old song that people associate with, like, oh, it's such like it's a, a happy, happy song. song. What do they call it? that? It's so called upbeat. a. Um, there's a term for that where they use the opposite. Um, oh, I can't think. Not an anachronism, but it's kind of that same idea where. It's the opposite effect. Like, if they're doing a shoot-up and they're playing What a Wonderful World It Is, it's sort of like, well, complete they're, Yeah, or they're playing indie, like, you know, what you, you, right. you're supposed to feel crazy. I always crazy, find but that, like, interesting how yeah. they, like, it's Why like do you think they do that? What's the cool purpose song. of that? I don't really know. We don't know. Does it throw you off? Does it just make yeah. you happy in a bad situation, you know? Does it uh, lighten a bad mood? Yeah. Or does it make you, like, whoa, maybe something? It people. adds a little bit of But how darkness. does it make you feel? It... I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. it. The thing about music is it makes everybody feel different. Yeah. And it's triggering you, know, you. That's the question. Yeah. It and depends so. on like, the situation the music is played in. Because if yeah. it's like this, I don't know how to, I don't know how to if explain it. It's too happy. It. If it's too happy, it takes away from the scene. Right? I think it just it adds a little. Oh, no, I don't want to say it, humor because there's like a lot of scenes where it's not funny at all but but if you look at the scene when they're all popping out of like that hyperspace what's funny is the way it, the ring wham bam they're yeah. all popping up so it's kind of a funny little uh anyways but they are there and it's just like and you get to see his expression of oh this is probably not good <laughs> you know so yeah. it's it's 
Cracklin's moment. He's the only one that saw that, right? It's, well, it's a great song. And then another one on the school bus, you know, we, we heard that song. I, you know. What one was that one? Wham Sham. Yeah. Oh, when we were kids, yeah. yeah. Well, the the band's name is Silver. And uh, 1976, it's it's from their album Silver. Mm. Um, it's uh, It reached number 16 on the top 100. It was one of the biggest hits in 1976. Wow. Um, yeah, so the thing about it is we have... You know, I'm not going to go through all the band members, but uh, it Brian Maylin from Grateful Dead was in it. Um, Tom Leiden, he was a brother brother of an the, one of the guys from Eagles uh, earlier on, uh, Bernie Linden. They were actually known for their album Sounds Like the Eagles. Oh wow! Um, they, it was a one hit wonder, yeah, but they had a great sound like yeah. the Eagles. So even though you know they had only one hit, they still had some great songs. And I like the song Memory. That's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there we go. That's a little bit about the band. It's interesting. A lot of a lot of these great songs. Are, I wonder what happened. Why? Why did they? When it wonders, if it is, is it marketing? Is it? Well, I, a lot of the times is if they don't come out with hits. I think management drops them. Nobody believes in them anymore. Oh. I mean, like this Buckingham Nicks album when they did it. It was. It's a great album, but they just dropped them. It didn't get promoted right. And now it's really hard to find on That's back to the John Carter versus the Marvel or the Avengers. It's the same yeah. thing. You so, know, you know, make, promotion. Yeah, it makes well, you wonder. You know, it's all about that. So, um, okay, so now here we are. The song Chain plays again as Ego and Star-Lord start to fight each other. Ah, the chain. Okay. Oh, it does? Though, it, in there? it also distracts Ego from his powers of destruction from other planets. It cuts the connection. Because mm. remember how they're starting to flow and as they're fighting? Broken. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and allowing the Guardians to regroup. The chains between them continues. Theirs is connected and his is broken between them. It's, it's, Which is kind of sad, though, that his dad is going to be like that. It's kind of sad after yeah. he found all this stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sad. But he, his real family is there for him. Okay, yeah. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's <laughs> Is Mary Poppins cool? Oh, very cool. Did I have Mary Poppins? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Yondu. I wish he would have stayed. I just, I, you fell in love with his character, and then mm. and then things happened. He ended well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, well, didn't, oh, you're going to talk about, though, how it changed everybody. That's, you're going to get to that, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as Yondu's being honored but, after he dies, and he, you know, he saves his life, he sacrifices his life from Star Lord. Yes. Um, Kragen gives Star Lord the arrow. Let me see. Uh, I'm sorry, you have to hear oh. the flipping around, but I will. Other way around, right? Well, didn't okay. he give Star Yeah, so he. he oh, the arrow. Yeah, so he gives him the arrow. He said Rocket repaired it. Yeah. And it's like cutting three different ways. So, and then Clergan gives him a Zune uh, with 300 songs. What? Yeah, and he said he and uh, Yondo found it on Earth. Uh, Starlord plays Father and Son. It's not time to make a change Just relax, take it easy You're still young, that's your fault There's so much you have to know Find a girl, settle down If you want, you can marry Look at me, I am old, but I'm happy Um... You know, looks back on his life with Yondu and his friends' relationship and all that. The song is about a father telling his son about the struggles of life and not to be in such a hurry. 
and take your time to enjoy life and be happy at what you have. That's a good group moment too. It's great, right? Yeah, oh, it's a great. It's okay. wonderful. Yeah. Um, first off, the song is 1970 from the album T for the Tillerman. Great oh, album. I have it. Yeah. Every song on there is awesome. Um, although the song had moderate uh, moderate success chart wise, the whole album went gold. Wow. So, um, Father and Son by Cat Stephen, had, they had many hits on that. Uh, Moon Shadow, uh, Wild World, Peace Train, Morning is Broken mm-hmm. from other albums. Oh, that's Cat Stevens? Yeah. Uh, wow. In 1977, Cat he converted to Islam and changed his name to Yusuf Islam in 1979. Oh, I was wondering why. Okay. But he yeah. does a lot of charity work. Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of charity work for Wait, people. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Who did Cats in the Cradle? That was uh, um, on right now. Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin, yeah. Chapin, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah. never mind. So um so yeah so that 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 song uh wow. has always has always meant a lot to me in my lifetime and the fact it was on one of the best movies and it ended like that wow. was just a great coincidence yeah. I teared up which people know me I don't really do that <laughs> um um aside from these animals so getting some... in hurt on these shows that right. I like watching yeah. Um, I, it, it or really, a good Allstate commercial. Oh, it really touched me, yeah, because it just it brought everything kind of together. Uh, it ended well. Yeah. And so um, we find that, you know, you really wanted to talk about the cassette and what that meant. Yeah. Um, now, all these songs, real quick for a second. He's hanging on to what him and his mom had in a lot of ways. Now, in the, when, the, when his sh- first ship got destroyed, I think he lost all some. I don't know if he recycled that music. Maybe, right? Because he opened up the second tape. My, my thing is, I'm wondering... If all the before he gets his little zoom right, all the music on the soundtrack were was on that cassette tape. Yeah, that's the only music he had from Earth. Right. So these are all the ones. These are we went. We, we listened to the entire soundtrack that his mom gave him. And thankfully, that person who had the zoom had a great taste in music. Yeah. Oh, lucky, huh? If he, uh, that's yeah, a well, Britney Spears <laughs> pops up. Oh yeah, when did the zoom? When, when did zooms come in? Nineties, uh, right? I don't even know. I don't know what Zune is. A Zune is yeah. late 80s, early 90s. No, no, no. I yeah. got a Zune from John. He gave me a Zune. Oh, so it's 90s. Yeah, but could the Reavers go back in time? I mean, is it No, 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 but time or? went forward. forward okay. But I'm sure they traveled all over. They went back to Earth. If they got to Earth once, they prob- Earth is probably, they pop, pop by their all time yeah. pick up stuff. So if anybody knows when that Zune came out then. There you go. Let's know. I actually had one. I don't know what happened. Wow. I believe, yeah. So what's funny is, it's I, and I think about it, think about in, someone always says, thinks about, think about the universe you're in. Every so now we've heard every song that his mom shared with him and why, and now this movie kind of opened up their relationship. Yeah. And uh, but now he has a whole new lease on life, and that Zune represents all the things he's been missing. So who knows what else? And that's right. probably the first time you listen to that song. That's a good question. That's a good one. So that's now really he's, he's going to hear yes. a lot of. And do you remember that scene? Remember that scene when in um, Infinity Wars when he actually meets Peter Parker. And they say, uh, what did he say about, they were talking about, what movie, he said Footloose, the best movie ever. He goes, that was never a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I was mad because I actually, I do like that movie a lot. Well, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, obviously, that's his taste, right? Well, you're a dancer. It makes sense for you to like that movie. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just like it makes sense for you to like Peter Parker is not a dancer. Yeah. What was that movie that, uh, what's his name, did with the freaks and the shows and stuff like that? The, the the newest oh, one. Oh, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. Really like yeah, I like that. Yeah. And what was he? Who? Sorry, John. You better not be taking my man card for that So one. So I was kind of <laughs> watching some of that, and, and it's like uh, 
P.T. Barnum wish he looked like that. Sure. Yeah, that yeah was exactly. A, that was not a handsome man. The old guy P. dancing. Barnum. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like uh, more like um, Don Rickles. <laughs> right, yeah. That would have been as well. well. Don no Rick- offense to Don Rickles. If Don yeah. Rickles and um, W.C. Fields had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they okay. did change it up. Okay, so... Um, as Cragen learns how to use the, the, the arrow... It does not go well. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the song Surrender plays. Okay, so uh, representing Cragen, giving the gift of a new life that has been bestowed upon him. That he can achieve with time and patience. Just watch out for Drex Nick. Yeah, so that that's a funny scene. Uh, the song was uh, actually it was the very first Cheap Trick album I ever heard on eight track. My brother David had that. Nineteen seventy eight from the album Heaven Tonight. It reached sixty two on top one hundred. Wow. Um, they had lots of hits like I Want You to Want Me, Dream Police, mm-hmm. The Flame, California Man, and they're still active. They're still playing. Oh yeah. I well, you know, like musicians don't style. die. They just what. They, Decompose. Yeah, but Cheap Trick, they're probably the biggest huge Beatle freaks wow. ever. Yeah, so um, they wanted to be the Beatles. They're from Rockford, Illinois. I had to write down that. Uh, Rob Zander, lead vocal. Uh, Rick Nielsen, and lead guitarist. Who is your milkman? <laughs> Come on, Ron. Don't slack. What? Who is your milkman? Come on, you know that one too. I'm saying you know the detail. They're sucking cousins, oh, oh, brothers, right, uncles, yeah, yes. Yeah. And the man that brought the milk. Bob Rutherford. <laughs> That's right. So... Um, so okay, yeah. So uh, we'll get won't get into the names of all of them, but uh, so now as the credits are rolling, oh yes, a song comes on called "Flashlight." Oh, that's by I, by Parliament. That's a that's a band with George Clinton. Um, Bootsy Collins. Uh, they also did Funkadelic. Was another group. Um, they st- actually started off as a doo-wop group. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, and 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 Bernie Worrell uh, was from the 1978 album uh, Funkadelicity versus the Placebo Syndrome. See that one fast. Um, that was their first. Uh, actually, it was their second uh, number one R and B hit. Um, it charted for 16 months. Um, their first one was Give Up the Funk. So um, <laughs> the thing about it, the, the interesting enough in my world. Is R&B? Yeah, R&B. Okay. Yeah, so the, 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 uh, by a P-Funk band, which they called. They're, they're the first ones to get uh, oh. that. So, But the thing about it is uh, where I'm going to get a little geeky here is. Uh, Not allowed in the show. Right. So uh, one of my favorite guitarists is Buckethead. And I love Guns N' Roses, and I do love the Chinese Democracy d- Democracy album. Buckethead and the drummer, um, they call him The Brain, was in a band with Bootsy Collins and uh, Bernie Worrell uh, called Praxis. And it was a very funk, heavy guitar, like metal funk bash together. It's really good. But Praxis is also the name of... The Klingon moon that got exploded. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I, does it, does it, I, he looked right at me and go, you know you're not going to say that, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so as... What does Sulu say? Hold on, hold on. What's Sulu's line you always say? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bass player, the bass player, Bootsy Collins, who also sung some songs in, uh, in Praxis and, and stuff, he was also uh, in the inspiration for Flea, 
because you know Bootsy Collins was a bass player. Ah, you didn't wear a shirt, right now, shirt too. Um, <laughs> I think this song was just fun as the Guardian, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy characters dance around. Yeah. The same thing with the last songs, Guardians Inferno by David Hasselhoff. Getting down and dirty with a Procyon loader. Got no people skills, but he's good with motors. That weird thing by his side, an infantilized sequoia. The two of them walk by. I had a feeling that was him oh, singing. Oh, that was it. As wait, wait, no. Yeah. What, what did she call him? What was? What did Gamora call him, though? Something of Frasserhof. <laughs> the Hoff. Yeah. Yeah. Kay- Casey was asking me. She's my. He's spouse. big in Germany. Um, really she's is. like, it was he really big? I said, well, in Germany, he's huge. huge I mean, I, we don't know why, but uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. You, you, do you know anything about Kate? Well, kinda. I mean, I. He's, he was the Night Rider. Yeah. And he was on Baywatch. Oh. But he became really, and that he he's all about don't hassle the Hoff. You know, yeah. he's he he's sort of like. Oh. We love you, Hassoff, but you he he gets um well he and ego have a lot in common. He he, ha- <laughs> he he's very arrogant, but he's kind of like an arrogant guy you love. Yes, he 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 does it in a he, he accepts he who makes he fun is. of himself. Yes, yes he does. Big That's time. good. He does. But so in in other places, he's really a big you know. He, oh, he's big in Germany. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like Jerry Lewis's popper in France. Exactly. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta find your place. Yeah. You Even if it's Antarctica. So that that ends. Um, the song list and the Ooh. the um, you know, information on that. So, um, thank you, River Lily. Wait, is that what he called his mom? Pop Peter's mom. Okay, what's her name again? Meredith. Thank Meredith. you, Meredith, for sharing this tape with your son because it made a great movie. Tapes. Tapes. Well, I mean, Sorry. cassettes. Terrible yes. cassettes are terrible. Oh, I know. You play them so many times and they wear out. And that scene where he grabbed the CD. And crushed it. It's just that's that was that told, tells you a lot about his character. It's sad, yeah, very sad. And I think maybe he did start off. Ego did start off good, and then he got he got the wrong god complex. He got the things yeah. all about himself. He's doing it the wrong way. Yes, there's better ways to share who you are. Right, not take over, take over. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. He yeah. Blew don't it. let the ego. Yeah, he blew an opportunity. Muck. He blew an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. in the comics, I don't think Ego died. The Rudy, I know you would probably say this, but in this incarnation. But then again, you know, who knows? Yeah, maybe he'll come back and whatever. Wow, I feel educated. This is Me good, too. man. So I like just sitting here and listen to you talk about the. I don't know. Well, that's one person. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because, like, I I like all this stuff, but I'm not really educated in all of it, and I don't really. Oh, I know think you know quite a bit, though, Autumn's good. And you know what? I, I'm more than an average person. That's but okay. That's not now, our setup today, you you obviously don't see it because we're in videotape. But I'm looking at these two people and realize, you know what? No, this is a Ron had talked about maybe branching off and doing. A, I, I think I think it'd be really great. Yeah. We'd love to see well, you guys do something with it. We you know I, my older brother Bob. Uh, you know, uh, call him up. Uh, yeah, we connect through music, and I find the same thing is happening with me at Autumn. Yeah, so um, we just like all the same types of music. And there's our theme of home. Yes, what connects people, right? Yeah, we got to have a lesson at the end. It's always good, but that's right. true. And music is very. Um, there's something. One of what do my friends say? He goes, "Imagine a place that's built on music and light." Wouldn't that be a great place? Yeah. Welcome to heaven. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. And amazing things. And uh, so it's. Uh, I like. I like where you're going. And I. I encourage you to. Uh, let's see where this can go. I think it would be great. Yeah. 
If there's something somebody wants us to uh, break down or anything, uh, I, it doesn't have to be sci-fi. Well, it's Harry Potter. Hey, I bet or we could talk else? about the anything, Beatles for anything. hours. Yeah, Beatles. Now there's Beatles. a lot of podcasts oh, out there. What? How would you do it different? We would have to do album by like, like Beatle album by album. Yeah. Like for example, lots of people think break down uh, an album. Like for the information some people have, a uh, Taxman. That solo is Paul McCartney. It's not George Harrison. Oh, okay. There you go. So, I mean, there are little things like that. It's just George got frustrated, and Um, Paul's like, here, do it like this. Who, uh, Brent Take. Breakfast of the Beatles. That's done by Chris Carter. I've seen I that. talked to him for about 15 minutes. Really? Very nice guy, yeah, on Aww. the phone, yeah. How'd you do that? Well, I, I went to go get breakfast, and it was on, and I was I was getting the family breakfast, and I and I just, I was talking to him the whole way down, and the whole way back, I was up in the driveway talking to him. And I, he's like, all right, I think it was something about, there was a song that I thought it was a David Bowie song, but it sung a Beatles song, but it was actually Sting. Wow. And so I, I didn't get it right, but we continued to talk. Music is interconnected, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, you never know. Well, maybe he'll be on your your show. You never know. You never know. Um, hey, so if you um, if you really like this format, let us know. We are encouraged, encouraging that uh, you know if you got ideas for some. Oh, well, a couple of ideas I like to throw out is um, I would even wonder if you would do an episode on, for example, um, music about characters like Gollum. Gollum theme song. There's so much oh, in yeah, that, right. and there's certain songs written as about a character. Um, that I think would be really, really cool. And um, yeah, it doesn't always have to be soundtrack. I mean, it doesn't have to be movies, but you know, it's, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, you never know where a, where a song might pop in where you can just take pieces of, of that too. You know, right. it doesn't have to be one movie. It could be pieces of a movie or what this song represented in that movie or how it touched your guys' life. Some, a song or a movie that had a good soundtrack, yeah. you know, that, that might have, yeah. like maybe the Forrest Gump, you know, who knows? Mm, you know what I mean? Gump. You know? Yes, great. Movie. Or or what? I am Sam. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh yeah, that's the I, one with um. Uh, yeah, uh, it's with uh, Sean Penn. He's Sean mentally Penn. retarded. He has a child. His daughter's maturing more than he more is. Her, so the state tries to take him away, but they they have one thing in common too: is the Beatles music. Uh, He's a Beatles freak. But all the songs are done by other people. But they are he's be- sort of autis- autistic. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah. He's yeah. Like a, yeah. It's a great movie, and it'll make you cry. Wow. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of, oh my gosh. Oh, it's such a good movie. You'll love it. Yeah. So there good. you go. Yeah. A lot of, there's some homework for you. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, well, Ron, this is your piece. So what do you what do you want to say? Oh, that's the show. And I'm Ron. And I'm Autumn. And I'm Gary. And class is dismissed. And All I'm right. about to go make some toast. Because right. I'm really hungry. Toast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kevin Feige called me and said, you want to play a tree? <laughs> <laughs> to which you said... <laughs> I am... I am group. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. I know some of you, I mean, if this is the nerd capital, (laughs) you do know what a flora colossus is, and it is a group, and essentially, people that are familiar with him can understand him. Hey, thanks for joining a class at Neekology 101. You can always find us on Podbean, which you can download for free through the iTunes, Android, and Google stores. Or we're now on Spotify. And guess what? We're also on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay up to date on all our new episodes. If you want to learn about God Among Geeks and what we do here, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check us out on our blog at godamonggeeks316.com. And please feel free to email us at forebearproductions at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts because we are the knights who say, Nick! Nick.